Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, Eden. Hi, Ioni. And hello to the listeners. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ioni, and I'm the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester and the author of Poor Little Sick Girls. And I'm Eden. Oh my god, why can't I never say my name? <laughs> and I'm Eden, and I'm the managing editor of Polyester and the co-host of this podcast. This is the Sleepover Club, a feminist pop culture podcast. We pull apart the hashtag discourse in the hope of making some sense of it all. Before we get started, please like, rate, review, and subscribe. Ioni, do we have any reviews? We do. Five stars, my fave pod. Thank you for always taking the nuanced view on so many topics that are often polarized and noisy online. Just as I think I'm going round the bend reading about the latest online phenomena, you gals swoop in with a fun and critical take that makes me feel okay again. Thank you. That is um, by Jeff's mum by Apple Podcasts in the UK. Thank you. Jeff's Jeff's mum? Jeff's mum. Cheers, Jeff's mum. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know Thank if it's a reference to understand either. Maybe. Maybe it's, yeah, maybe we just don't get it. Thank you, though. <laughs> Trying to make sense of the noise online. Yeah, exactly. So today we are talking about... Ther- oh, I mean, speaking of online, we're talking about therapy speak online. Therapy talk, yeah. therapy language. So therapy speak has been hitting the discourse for a while now. I feel like it's been in the ether, um, but it kind of really ramped up last week, was it? Yeah, there's a couple, we wanted to talk about it like a month ago when there was a lot of chat about like uh, people expecting certain things of their friends, but we kind of shelved it. But then it seems like everyone's been talking about it the past couple of weeks. So we're talking about it now. Oh yeah, I don't know if, um, I don't know if people saw on Twitter, but there was like a lot of discourse about, it was like a group chat and someone was like, someone basically said you shouldn't expect your friends to take you to the airport. Like, as in, this person probably lived in LA, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, you shouldn't expect your friends to like go out their way during their day to, you know, drop you at the airport. Like, that's like a labour that people shouldn't do, blah, 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 blah. And then loads of people were being like, I would never expect my friends to take me to the airport. Blah, 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 blah. And then loads of people were being like, you're all cruel monsters for not helping out your friends when it it's just like a small inconvenience to your time in your day um this also comes off the back of I'm at my emotional capacity which was a thing that came up a while ago like a few years it's a copy pasta template but was um 
yeah, posted in earnestness and then has become like a meme since, which is, hey, I'm so glad you reached out. I'm actually at capacity slash helping someone else who's in crisis slash dealing with some personal stuff right now. And I don't think I can hold appropriate space for you. Could we connect later at a date or time instead? Do you have someone else you could reach out to? This also, oh, it's 2019. Oh my God, yeah, 2019. years not coming and the dirt's not coming. This was like in response to someone who received a text from their friend saying, do you have emotional slash mental capacity for me to vent about something medical slash weight related for a few minutes? <sighs> Where to begin, lads? Where to um, begin? So that was written in response to someone asking their friend, can you just listen to me for like two minutes? And they were like, actually, no, I can't because you're testing Dude. my emotional capacity right now. Like, is that person truly your friend? No. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, and I also feel like before this, like, copy pasta was birthed into existence in 2019, um, it wasn't really a thing. But now a lot of people just talk like that. Like, a lot of people do speak like that. A lot of, That's how a lot of people mm-hmm. approach conversations. Also, not to be, like, shady, but it's usually people I'm not that good friends with who text me asking stuff like, like, in that way, being like, hey, do you have capacity for a chat, blah, 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 mm. blah, blah. Also, just ask them, are you around for a chat? If they don't want to talk to you, they'll say they're yeah. not. Why do we have to, <laughs> again, like, therapy speak everything? Like, you don't have to word it that way. So what kind of reignited the discourse last week was a bustle article by Rebecca Fishbein? Fishbein? Fishbein mm. probably, isn't it? Yeah. Called Is Therapy Speak Making Us Selfish? She writes In recent years, therapy concepts like self care and boundary setting have shown up everywhere online, with Instagram accounts and other social media communities sharing mantras and advice advocating for self actualization. TikTok therapists like Nadia Adesi and Therapy Jeff offer tips for struggling with anxiety, self esteem, and people pleasing. Therapy speak, prescriptive language describing certain psychological concepts and behaviours can be found everywhere from group chats to dating apps. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure everyone has seen this. Yeah, it's about like compas- uh, capacity, calling people a narcissist, which we'll get onto later, cutting someone off for being toxic, um, setting boundaries is a big one and picking up a boundary. Um, all of these things are you know, astute examples of therapy speak. I feel like it's kind of so quickly become ingrained into our like online lexicon and in-person lexicon that it feels like it's been around forever. Mm. What do you think? It does, yeah. It feels like it's uh, a lot co- a lot more common now than maybe like mm-hmm. five years ago. But it does feel just like that's the way that everyone like vocalises stuff online. What do you mean? like in this kind of like self-care concepts of self-care and boundaries and like taking care of your emotions first uh I feel like it's a part of like daily life almost like you'll see people post up on Instagram it's like oh sorry for not replying to everyone right now like just having a shit time blah, blah 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 like I feel like people often feel like they maybe need to justify that they're not uh as contactable as they usually are uh which is a good thing when people like feel like they can post that. Uh, I like that. But yeah, I guess it works the other way around where people are saying that to other people. Yeah, definitely. I also think it's just like that is a really weird thing where because the internet is quite flat in terms of there's not much difference apart from 
audience, whether you're WhatsApping someone or putting an Instagram story up or a post, like you kind of approach all of those things in the same way, which we spoke about with Dochi, not Dochi, Cat Burns mm. in her confessions episode. Yeah. So unless you're like, so I feel like when you're in conflict with someone, right? When you're speaking to like an audience, quote unquote, your Instagram audience, your Twitter audience, and you're like, I need space, I will not be responding to DMs, which also, uh, I'm like, really sorry if this is an absolute cunt thing to say. But if you don't have loads of followers, you don't need to do that. Like, (laughs) I understand. (laughs) Like, I would never do that. I don't have that many followers. And I would never like, I would literally never do that. I just think it's really pompous. Like, I'm sorry if this is a controversial opinion. Um, and I understand if you're getting like millions of messages a day or like even tens of messages a day is a lot mm-hmm. to deal with. But like, is are most people getting that on Instagram? Like, I don't, I don't there's know. a request folder for a reason. You know, you don't have to reply to Instagram messages. Like I'm here to liberate you from your Instagram inbox, your email inbox, your Twitter inbox, your Twitter mentions. None of those people need replying to. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like if you want to be kind. Yeah, for a kindness or if you, there's someone you actually want to speak to or whatever. Yeah, turning off notifications will literally save your life. It saved my life so many more times than I can count. But yeah. anyway, so I feel the same attitude we develop when we're speaking, quote unquote, publicly. And by publicly, I mean on the internet to our followers is the one we develop when we are in conflict with our friends. So that's where this whole like I'm asserting a boundary comes in because yeah. suddenly you've put up a wall a wall that you have with these strangers online, which is healthy, mm-hmm. but apply it to your like most personal, close, interpersonal relationships. Yeah, then I just think you're being a bit of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some examples in this Bustle article are like genuinely like, do you even like your friends? Like, do you want to be around them? Like, because it doesn't seem like you do. Like, you've literally gone that far deep into like the therapy wormhole of like self care, and I need to protect my space. That like you'd kind of just been a cow. Okay, so let's go into some of these examples. Okay. Um, Sounds like just being massive haters. Like, yeah, exactly. I feel like we're being too um, opaque at the moment. Yeah. So in this Bustle article, there are a few examples. Mm-hmm. Kate Hakela, 34, and from New York, once invited four of her friends to an intimate dinner at a pizza restaurant to celebrate her birthday. Also, some people might have heard this because it's what went viral on Twitter. Yeah. One friend showed up 25 minutes late. It was a little rude, a little annoying, but not the end of the world, Hakela says. I felt like I was still super polite to her and warm. After dinner and a low-key bar visit, the night wrapped early and Hakela went home. Close to midnight, the late the late friend as in the friend was oh as in they were late for the dinner mm. called Hakela. Sorry, I've probably butchered the pronunciation as well. She says, "I need to address this. You made me feel unsafe and unloved tonight." Hakela says, "I went. Excuse me." And she's like, "Yeah, your demeanor was a little off, and this has been building for a while, and you made me feel really left out." Hakela had no idea what prompted this outburst on her birthday, no less. I'm racking my brain to think, what did I do other than invite you to a really intimate dinner with my closest friends and hug you and have drinks with you? Of course, I got off the phone and immediately cried and felt like shit. She says, I need to address this. You made me feel unsafe and unloved. Hakela says, I went, excuse me? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, it's really hard not to laugh. It's like, on your birthday, imagine if someone rang you up and said that oh also a you were late so maybe she was a little bit off of you but 
like she's like you know it's an intimate dinner it's not like it's a massive party and she was avoiding you it's an intimate dinner like you would have had a conversation with each other all night like and then you left and on her birthday you're like I felt very unloved tonight like maybe you were just ignored a little bit maybe someone spoke over you a little bit in the conversation it doesn't mean that you're being left out and you're unloved and that you need to address the situation in a serious yeah. way like grow the fuck up exactly and I also just <laughs> I'm sorry but like I, I like I, I'm not a very you said it you once said I'm the most non-confrontational confrontational person you literally are like I I don't <laughs> but I just think like in that situation if I was late which I always am late there's no way in hell I would be messaging someone that on their birthday yeah, I think the lateness is what's a bit bananas about this whole situation. Like, you yeah. did something wrong by being late to someone's birthday. Like, I to be, I'm sorry. If it depends on the situation, you know, there's different reasons why people are late. I have a marginally low tolerance for lateness because mm-hmm. I am very early as a person. But we also need to understand people are late for many different reasons. Blah 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 blah. You know, this whole thing just seems very blown out of proportion. Yeah, I think. A big part of the problem is it makes people feel like adults mm. to use this language when yeah. it's actually quite the immature thing to do. Yeah, like this this article goes on to say it feels more official and more legitimised and more of a final sounding judgment when you give somebody a diagnostic label or you label a friendship in a particular way. So you've said like, I felt very unloved rather than just being like, you're kind of a bit cold towards me like it, yeah you said it makes people feel like adults and they're addressing this this problem in a responsible way but it's kind of childish you're just hiding behind language yeah you're hiding behind language I think there's a really big problem in our world <laughs> people of our age younger I'm not really sure how um, pre- prevalent it is with people older than us in that they feel like they every feeling needs to be legitimized like sometimes mm-hmm. you're pissed off because you're pissed off like so, sometimes yeah. someone is annoying it's not because they're like disrespecting x y and z <laughs> about you or like they're overcrossing your boundaries or like they're not recognizing that you're practicing self-care and self-prioritization yeah. it's that sometimes people are really annoying and inconsiderate and sometimes <laughs> we're annoying and inconsiderate and it doesn't mean anything yeah but people want to legitimise that feeling and try and make it seem like they're not just being annoyed for no reason. Yeah, they want something, so they, they feel like they that, can't just be annoyed, that they have to have some sort of like socio-political cushioning yeah, yeah. to make it like a valid reason for conflict. Yeah, yeah. And that's the mm. thing, we are so, as a society, we are quite conflict-averse, mm-hmm. apart from if you're Eden Young and... She still is, but in a very niche way. Um, <laughs> I just shout at the room rather than like just shouting. Yeah, at you the do. Person. Hey, yours isn't your your yours isn't emotionally complex. Like you just kick off <laughs> and then walk off. Like you're not actually like like digging. You're just like ah! and then you walk off. Yeah, I'm not like uh, I've reached my emotional capacity right now. I'm just like fuck this. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly but uh, we were having this conversation last night when we were talking about this I'm, I'm maybe a person that could maybe benefit from 
a little bit of this. So oh, come on, come on, be I'm honest with the Polly Pocket. Be honest. <laughs> Ethan was going last night. I don't need therapy. I haven't had any therapy, and I'm fine. This was after a couple of drinks. Everyone was Obviously. like, "You're the person that needs therapy the most." But I think that people that maybe don't necessarily need therapy or will benefit that much from therapy are having therapy just because it just feels like a thing. I'm going to sound really offensive right now, but I'm not meaning it in any way whatsoever because I truly support therapy and it saved many of my friends' lives and relationships and friendships and everything. Like, I just feel like people maybe apply the therapy space into real life far too much. I don't know. As a person who's never had therapy, I can't really comment. But do you do you feel? I don't know. How do how do you feel about that? Or do you think that everyone should have therapy? I actually think you are a bit misguided in this. Okay. Um, I think that I haven't had talk like extensive talk therapy since I was a teenager or a child. Lol. Um, and I didn't like therapy then. And then as an adult, I've had cognitive behavioural therapy. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Therapy, and I've had some talk therapy. I was, I was actually dumped by my therapist for being too sane. Lol. <laughs> it's definitely untrue. Imagine getting dumped by a therapist for being too mentally sound. Like, okay, Um, (laughs) I believe that's what we call masking in the therapy world. I was masking. Um, You weren't being true, honest. But so CBT. What my experience of therapy, which is not the same, is that therapy does not teach you to speak like this. Mm. Therapy is not about the ways in which you handle your relationships really for me anyway I'm sure if you go to therapy especially for that then yeah okay 
But as in, they don't tell you you're not prioritizing yourself enough. In my experience, I'm sure maybe this differs. Mm-hmm. But I think my experience is relevant because I have had three or four, two or three or four, I can't even remember how many, courses of NHS free therapy, like mm-hmm. CBT, that's escalated in severity is the wrong word but uh intensity I suppose yeah. each time I've had it right so I started on like therapy for babies even though I was like 26 and then mm. you know stepped up but I think the way that therapy talk has embedded in our lives is not because too many people are going to therapy like I do think everyone can benefit from going to a therapist I don't see a therapist at the moment because I can't afford a private therapist mm. It is expensive and there's huge access, like barriers to access for that. Yeah. And I think this is a response to the inaccessibility of therapy rather than the fact that everyone's going. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. instead of going to therapy, a lot of us are reading these Instagram psychologists. Um, I write about this in my book. So if people can't afford therapy but are still feeling bad about themselves or maybe have been put on like antidepressants. So they've like started their like mental health journey or whatever, but don't yet are on a big waiting list. Like there's so many reasons why people can't get there. You are like a prime, you're like bait for these Instagram therapists. Mm -hmm. You're bait for them kind of like pushing in their ideas. So yeah, I think essentially the rise in therapy speak is not to be blamed on people actually going to therapy. I think it's the fact that so many people can't afford therapy. They feel quite out of control. Mm. And these people on the internet are telling them, I'm a therapist, this is how you do it, blah, 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 blah. That's so true, actually. There's. I got this essay up from my book, and I'm sure people are sick of me talking about it, but I I wrote about this in my book specifically because, I don't know why I wrote about it, because it annoys me, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) well I think it's a really insidious use of the internet because we think that these psychologists these therapists these what sometimes they're not even psychologists or therapists they're just Instagram people yeah they're just influencers they're not qualified to give you help on how to ditch your friend yeah and we really don't interrogate the motivations for people providing this content enough like it's to make money they don't actually want you to have better friendships they don't want you to feel more at peace in life they want to increase engagement to their own accounts we talk about this all the time engagement baiting this is just like another insidious form of that and it's so pervasive because yeah a lot of us don't have access to proper mental health resources and a lot of us do feel out of control a lot of us do feel stuck like it's hard having friends and a lot of us don't know how to deal with conflict and we don't know how to do this for a lot of people in their 20s it might be their first time that they're seriously having to deal with conflict yeah um and so these people are really insidious and they're trying to make your money off you which links to two things that we also have in this research one is a new statement new statesman article Mm -hmm. would you like to discuss yeah so it's a titled Elizabeth Day is not your friend uh so this podcast wants to give you therapeutic advice on friendship ignore her uh so emotional exhibitionism is now a lucrative business so Elizabeth Day has a couple of podcasts where she unpacks the significance and evolution of friendship uh and does that in a new book as well yeah so confessions of a friendship addict an offshoot of her podcast series best friend therapy so She's basically offering 
like self-help advice and how to deal with friendship issues but she's profiting off the back of it and does she really care about what she's talking about probably not in this new statement new statesman article um it makes a good point that like this content of oversharing which we have been in for a while or it like peaked a while ago and now it's back um it's different to how it was 10 years ago when it was like actually the, the article doesn't make this point but I'll tell you it's different to like the personal essays of 10 years ago the like Lenny Letter Lena Dunham Jezebel because mm. those essays were very much like this really shit thing happened to me I'm mining my trauma for cash yeah. whereas this is this really shit thing happened to me here's how I can frame it in pseudo um pseudo therapy and psychological speak and you can learn from it which is way more dangerous in my opinion or that both are dangerous but it has wider implications for lots of people um a note that the author makes is see also your therapist shouldn't be on tiktok which is so true like i haven't read this book eden hasn't read this book but apparently a lot of it is like saying i ghosted my friend or my friend ghosted like very Mm. drawn out anecdotes that are talking about friendship successes and failures um it's non-fiction but therapists also do this they're like my client who had a mental breakdown and blah yeah. blah 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 blah, like set to a tiktok sound it's so dark like it's yeah. literally quite terrifying um but yeah but people are so desperate to make content off the back of other people like in this book elizabeth day is talking about a friendship breakdown she had and the de- the details are significant enough that the person that is the other person involved in this her friend We'll probably read that and know that it was fucking about them. Mm-hmm. It's like, take me out of your book, you bitch. So this is actually, a, obviously, a book review, but I think the points that it makes away from Elizabeth Day and her book are astute and, yeah, I haven't read her book or I've never listened to her podcast, so I can't comment too acutely on whether she is a big, big perpetrator of this mm. behaviour. But this kind of, this review goes into a really and make some very good points about therapy speak I feel um so though day is adept at therapy speak she is far from the sole perpetrator its spores have traveled such vast distances in fact they have successfully infiltrated most of our institutions publishing houses entertainment platforms and have even made it past supposed gatekeepers of our language such as the Merriam-Webster dictionary whose word of the year for 2022 was gaslighting Mm. But while it is beyond contestation that an increased awareness of mental health problems is a good thing, certainly for any society claiming to be civilised, what if the proliferation of therapy speak is actually a symptom of our increased alienation? This is also what I talk about in my book, about mm-hmm. it being like a symptom of our alienation, because these influencers and these people are offering us the cure while also like making us sick, because they're yeah. isolating us from our friends by saying, mm-hmm. your friends aren't good, cut your friends off deal with your conflict in a really bad way I'm the only person that understands you and can speak to you even though you never will know this person so you're building really parasocial relationships with people online that are claiming to help you which really does affect people in vulnerable positions like I talk about it in my book with my experience of chronic illness like that's an extremely isolating thing and yeah these people are feeding you the illness while offering you the cure yeah they're given with one hand and taken with another all under the guise of self-help and uh improving your life and again individualism is just to blame for this because we 
these people stop you like respecting your communities, respecting your friends, respecting your family. They inspire like ruthless individualism and pursuit of the South. And it's crap. Yeah. So in this book review on the New Statesman, it says dependent people, someone, oh, right. American historian, historian Christopher Lash was a staunch critic of mass consumption. He viewed it as a threat to the integrity of the individual. Lash was particularly attuned to the ways in which it discouraged initiative and self-reliance and promoted dependence and passivity. Dependent people, he wrote in The Minimal Self, which was released in 1984, are easily converted into consumers of therapy, which is designed to ease their adjustment to the realities of industrial life. Therapy speak, then, is the language of the consumer, and consumers do not make for independent thinkers, let alone free ones. Yeah. Mic drop. He's basically saying (laughs) they're buying into consumerism by. Yeah. Having it wrapped up as something else. And you're all thinking the same thing. Like, you don't have to treat your friends like this. It's like, (sighs) I don't know. I find it really draining. Like, (laughs) like, people calling everyone toxic. Like, what's up in the office when Michael Scott's like, it was a hate crime. Someone's like, that was not what a hate crime is. He's like, well, I hated it. I hated it. It's like, you can't just call everyone toxic because you don't like them that day. Like, it's like, you can't just say that everyone's gaslighting you because you disagree with them. There are other words. There are other words. I think there's two sides to this because, A, you know, it's so easy. And I'm sure everyone who listened to this podcast has done this. Like they've called someone they fucking hate a narcissist. They called them a like sociopath. They've called them whatever. That actually does take away from like serious medical terms that we probably shouldn't be diluting. And also people that deal with like very complex mental health problems are further stigmatized by the flippant news. Mm-hmm. But with something as opaque as toxic, just let them fucking have it. Like, it's such a stupid <laughs> word. Like, toxic oh, is in no way rooted. It. Toxic is in no way rooted in medicine or therapy or anything. It's just like a silly thing for people to say. It's annoying as fuck, but like, it's not, it's not toxic to call someone toxic. It is, but for not the reasons that we're discussing here. Toxic isn't like an actual clinical medical condition. Yeah, like you're not going to go to a doctor and they're going to say, "Sorry, Miss Eden, I'm diagnosing you with toxic. Please go and watch three happy films and learn how to be a good friend." I mean, if therapy speak continues, that might be headed in that way. No, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm actual medicine. Yeah. Um, another really good point that this article makes is this is the author saying it. Um, it's often said that what passes as left-wing politics these days is just red-washed liberalism. So absolutely has the critique of mass production and mass mass consumption been abandoned. It's perhaps for this reason that Therapy Speak has gained such traction. Rather than recognising it as the language of passive consumerism, it's the left that has most... What is that word, Eden? Vociferously? Vociferously? (laughs) We can't even read... (laughs) Jesus. Therapy speak. Perpetuated. No, it says promulgated, but let's say perpetuated. Perpetuated. Therapy speak, no doubt mistaking it as an instrument for progress. Um, 
Yes, I mean, I think you would struggle to find an actual true radical in any of these authors. Again, I'm not going to diss Elizabeth Day because I'm actually not that familiar with her work, but like any that I know and hate, love to hate, love to loathe, they're not radicals. They're not like progressive thinkers. They want to make money off you. You are a consumer to them, even if like the currency is not cold hard cash it is engagement that boosts their Mm. profile as an expert in a certain arena of which they are not qualified so my advice is to stay the fuck away from these people yeah well engagement basically is cold hard cash now exactly you can turn that into cold hard cash yeah it's what gets people the book deals it's what gets them the podcasts it's what gets people the tv shows it's what gets people the ted talks yeah etc they're just parroting stuff that's already been said for the past 30 odd years 40 odd years yeah (laughs) yeah yeah we didn't talk about the better help thing either we'll come back to better help another day but long and short of it is please i beg i beg all of you listeners do not buy into like a mass online therapy service that's the thing these people are preying on us being like weak mentally old girlies which I will put my hand up I am but like you're you're not only like buying a product off them you're selling your medical data yeah which we cannot afford to sell as marginalized people like it will be used against us so many of these like contraception apps of Mm -hmm. therapy apps have been caught selling their data to governments to Facebook to whatever not to be like a little conspiracy theorist about this, but just be clever with no, who you are allowing yeah. your brain. Yeah, I've had a, like period tracker apps were selling like data to, depending on how if you put like how often you're having sex into them, they would then like target you ads depending on that. Yeah, and then obviously with all the uh, crackdown on contraceptive rights and abortion stuff in America, like they'll be fucking watching. Yeah, there'll be someone offering those apps a lot of money to give up people's information 100 percent. sorry tinfoil has just gone out for a moment then <laughs> be careful don't trust influencers don't trust apps don't trust snake oil salesmen fake ass therapists on tiktok talk to your friends be nice be kind be yeah. loving <laughs> have a quick off when you need to yeah yeah just just like scream into the void sometimes it's fine is that a good note to end on? Just, it's a good note just to end talk on. to your friends, like in uh, rational and or even irrational. Nice irrational with them, okay. but don't just just don't coat it in this perceived rationality of fake therapy speak. Mm. Do you have a moment? Can I speak to you for a moment? No, oh, you're bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you thank you, thank you thank you to olivia for editing thank you to gina and charlotte grace hattie misha and gina yeah and thanks for listening we'll thank you, you. Bye. bye small details are big surfaces Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, 
edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.